The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the last episode of Crisis Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to share the frameworks and marketing strategies that we're applying here on the MarTech Podcast to give you a guide to market through the impact of the coronavirus. Each day this week, we've been publishing episodes that walk you through the steps that we've been taking to evaluate, triage, secure, pivot, and scale your business during a time of crisis. Joining me again today is the man behind the scenes here at the MarTech Podcast, my head of content production, Mr. Todd Hines. Good to be back, Ben. Thanks. Always a pleasure, Todd. Thanks for showing up at the office today. You're like the only person outside of my family that's in my circle of germs. That's a good thing. Keep it small. You stay on that side of the room. Sounds good. And today for the last installment of Crisis Marketing Week, Todd and I are going to talk about some of the things that we've learned running our own independent businesses. So Todd, we've gone through a lot about the coronavirus and about what we've been doing. And I guess I'll recap for anybody that's just tuning in this week. And we talked about evaluating whether there is a crisis. And we realized that, oh, shit, the coronavirus is going to shut down our county, our region, our state, maybe even the economy in our country. It's going to affect what happens to us. And, you know, then we got into the, okay, this is a problem. It needs to be addressed. And we went into triage mode. First thing we did was make sure that all the people are okay, started looking at what resources we had, and we focused on protecting our core product, which for us is creating content. Once we got into the process of understanding what the problem was at hand and evaluating where we stood and what resources we had, we started thinking about a short-term plan, modifying what we were going to do to make sure that we were able to start getting revenue back in the door, we're able to fill our sponsorship commitments, that we're still able to run our business. And we started thinking about how the world is changing and what our long-term plans are. I think one of the things that has helped us be operators is that, you know, you and I have both been running our own independent businesses for a couple of years now. And so, hey, everybody had to go home and work from home and operate independently. And that isn't something that's necessarily new for us. And one of the things that I want to spend a little time as we start to think about what the real impact of the coronavirus is, is that there are a lot of people that are getting used to working from home or that are now recently out of a job and are trying to think about how to provide value in this economy. Talk to me about your experience transitioning out of your last job and what are some of the things that you've learned getting to this point in running your own independent business? So one of the best things about having an independent business is the flexibility 
and the freedom and the autonomy that you can have. And to someone who's thrust into that environment without a lot of structure and where you might need to do all of your own planning and decision-making and self-managing, that can maybe be a little intimidating. So something that I've realized is important for me is to have a solid structure in place and to frequently revisit my priorities to make sure I'm thinking about the right things at the right time and working on the right things at the right time. And then also just putting personal systems in place, whether that's obviously the calendar, the to-do list to make sure that I'm staying on point, staying productive and able to move things forward. And I also have to say that this ability to work independently I'm incredibly grateful for, especially now as so much has changed to be in a situation where, as you mentioned earlier, we can, relative to many other folks, adapt to this situation and find ourselves still able to day in and day out really be productive and really be moving our businesses forward. So I think it's really fortunate we're in this situation. I'm incredibly grateful for it. While we're talking, a good friend of mine and somebody that hired me as a consulting client a couple of years ago just sent me a message on LinkedIn saying, hey, I was just recently uh, part of the cuts because my company is scaling back. And he was a C-level executive at a growth stage startup. Lots of people are being affected by this. And I think that there's two things that I want to talk about specifically in this episode. One, how to work from home and stay sane. It sounds like a dream at first. Okay, I'm going to work from home and I'm going to wear my sweatpants from the couch and I'm still going to get my business done. And after a couple months, you know, it really does start to become difficult. So one of the things that I want to talk about today is setting up a routine and building some of the systems that you need to work from home effectively. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Todd, when you think about some of the things that you've done to carve out time and space mentally for yourself to be effective working from home, what are your tips and guides? You touched on one earlier that I think is really important, and that's just setting for yourself time to be on and then time to be off. And when you wake up and you do your morning routine and before you really turn on for the day, get finished what you need to do to ready yourself and prepare for the day. 
eat, move your body a bit, change, get in the zone. And then once you start, start and maintain a focus, whether maybe that's to move in a different place of your home, a different room. Maybe you have a specific light that you'll turn on and use during the workday. But to have that structure of even if you're working from your home to know when you start to work to turn on. And then at the end of the day, to have a point for yourself at which you're able to turn off and then you're able to adjust into your nightly routine, your evening routine, take some time to separate, relax, uh, recharge and refresh. Those are big for me. I think that's a very important thing to remember is that you're building routines here. And it can be very taxing mentally when you don't have the separation from work and home. The first few days are going to be great. Hey, I worked in my pajamas. I got the laundry done. I sent a couple emails. I was on. I was off. I did whatever I wanted. But that becomes a problem after a little bit of time. I've struggled with it, Todd. I know you have too. If you're not setting up routines and essentially setting up a firewall from what is my work routine and what is my home life, you're always at work or you're never at work. And that's a problem too. So my advice is try to replicate as much as you possibly can the same structure of your day that you would have had at work. For me, in an ideal world, without my children waking me up in the middle of the night, get up, take care of the kids, have your breakfast, drink your coffee. And if you're not going to have a long commute, go and stretch your legs, go walk, get your exercise, get your body and your mind working, and then sit down in a space that you have carved out to be your office. Have your desk with all of your office supplies, all the things that you need so you're not scrambling and make it up, be in a comfortable place, but actually have it be a place where you're going to be productive with limited resources. Personally, for me, if I'm sitting in a room with no light, it drives me nuts. So I'm going to sit close to a window in a place where I'm not going to be distracted. I know all of this might seem like basic blocking and tackling, but it's very important for you to set your work hours. And one of the things I think is important at the end of the day is to try to recap to think about what you've accomplished so you can actually put a pin in work. Todd, let's talk a little bit about what our routine is at the end of the week, because I think that always helps me just feel like I've done enough and so I can go and shut my work brain down and get back on with my personal life. Talk about what our end of the routine process is. It's review and it's first of all, looking at the wins and it's reviewing throughout the week what we've been able to accomplish, some of our highlights. It's like the highlight reel. Let's review the week. Let's review what went well. Let's then look at what we could have done better and let's set ourselves up for the following week. So it's mostly the review. And this is a bit of an overstatement, but maybe like celebrating the wins that we've had throughout the week. But then it's also preparing for the week ahead and setting up that foundation so that when we start Monday, we don't start like a deer in headlights. We've set the table and we know what we're going to be digging into on Monday morning. Each week when I start my week, I have an hour blocked off for weekly planning. No one can bother me. I go in a cold, dark place not literally. And I start to think about, okay, what do I need to accomplish this week? I will look at my task list. I will organize them to figure out what my priorities are. I will make sure that I have enough time to actually execute them. And then I'm going to go sit down and actually start executing. Make a plan for yourself at the beginning of the week. Execute as much as you can. At the end of the day, evaluate what you accomplished and what you don't have. You have to reschedule to later in the week. And then at the end of the week, you go back and you look at what you reviewed and you get ready to start the week again. Just like a business cycle, you're thinking about it on a monthly or a quarterly basis. When you're working at home, it's very important for you to build separation from work and from home. 
The other thing that I want to talk about is for those of you who were let go, affected, obviously there's a huge spike in unemployment. People are being let go because the economy is being affected. I started my consulting business roughly four years ago and was an independent marketing consultant before focusing on building this podcast for three years. And I want to talk a little bit about the process of finding business and moving towards a model in your life where you're able to make money, generate revenue without actually having to work for another company. And so we're going to spend a little bit more time over the next couple of weeks and months going through this process. But here are the basic first steps that I went through after I left my last startup to start my consulting practice, and it generated two years worth of revenue for me. The first thing I did after I left my last startup job was I sat down and I thought about who I was in the marketplace and what the things that I enjoyed doing and did effectively were. What's the value that I can bring to other companies in a short period of time? Now, for me, that meant brand development and marketing strategy, helping businesses figure out who they were in the greater landscape, the mission they were trying to accomplish, and who their customers are and what the overlap between those two groups are, and then how to build marketing channels that tested that. Maybe you're in finance, maybe you're in operations, maybe you're a marketer, you're probably a marketer if you're listening to this podcast, email marketing, retention, growth, marketing ops, whatever the channel that you're in. Go think about what value you can add and what are the specific tasks that you can do better than anybody else for an organization and for what industry. I went and I created my website, benjshap.com. Go check it out. Use it as a template. Copy the words, modify them for your experience. It is a statement about who I am, what I can bring to organizations, what are the skills that I have, what's the experience I have, how you can get in contact with me. Feel free to use Ben J. Shap as a template for you. I went on to Squarespace. I created a website for $12 a month. Once you have a website and some public-facing assets and you spend a little time thinking about how you're going to position yourself, because really what you're doing is going through a positioning exercise just like you would if you were marketing a product, you need to start thinking about your initial outreach. This is your launch strategy. I went through and downloaded my LinkedIn contacts. I believe you could still download your LinkedIn contacts with the email addresses attached. If not, look, you have to go through the LinkedIn profiles or just use your address book and collect all of the names and email addresses, titles for people you have. And I would break them up into three groups. First is the influencers, people that have more experience in your industry than you do. Second group is your peers. And the third group is people that are already consultants or people that are running a similar business to the one that you run run. I would send email outreach to at least 10 to 20 people per week. I would start with emailing the influencers first. And the real takeaway here is that you are not going to ask for a favor. You're going to ask for advice. The gist of what I would write to these people are, hi, it's been a while since we talked. I'm reaching out because this is where I am in a career. Hey, I was laid off by my last company or I decided to move on or my last consulting role dried up, whatever it is. And here's what I'm thinking about from a career perspective. And I want your advice because I value your opinion. I'd love for you to help me think about what the opportunities are in our industry. Can we reconnect? I'd love your advice. So if you start with your influence, these are the people that have the most clout. They're the people that are most likely going to help you connect to a new business. And really what you're going to do is say, hey, I am now independent whether I'm looking for a full-time job or whether there's part-time work, here are the things that I can do for your organization in a short period of time. You have to start thinking about providing products and services to organizations, not a full-time role. 
I'm an email marketing expert, so I can help you optimize your Marketo campaigns. I'm an influencer marketing, so I can help you make connections to certain people in the industry. I am an SEO expert, so I can help you do keyword optimization. You're not necessarily saying hire me to be your SEO. You're saying here are the things that I have done that are specifically going to be interesting to your business. Think about yourself, reach out to influencers, ask them for advice on where you should head and talk to them about some of the things that you can deliver to an organization as a consultant that will solve specific pain points and they'll be able to make connections for you. The second group that you're going to reach out to is your peers. Hey, peer, it's been a long time since we connected. I wanted to reach out because I'm going through this situation. I see that you've gone from point A to point B in your career, and it's been a long time since we talked. I'd love to reconnect and hear what you're up to and tell you about what I'm thinking in terms of the next step for my career. Notice you are not specifically saying, yo, bud, I need a job. Hook it up. You're saying, hey, we're going to reconnect. Let me tell you about some of the skills I've developed since the last time we worked, and they will help you connect the dots. And the last thing you're going to be doing is reaching out to other people who are already consultants that you may know. And there you're going to be asking for advice on how to run a consulting business. And that will lead to them saying, hey, I have a project that I can loop you into. I ran this playbook when I first left my job at my last startup. It generated hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue by just asking for advice to influencers, asking to catch up for your peers, and asking for business practices and strategies from consultants that you already know. And if you go through and you reach 10 to 20 people per week, you will start developing a pipeline. And the trick is build yourself a CRM, go to Pipedrive, go to HubSpot, whatever it is, keep track of those conversations and stay on top of them. You can email people three times before they get pissed off. Hey, I'm reaching out to reconnect. Hey, I wanted to bubble up our conversation. And hey, I just wanted to ping you one last time. If this isn't something that's on your radar, no hard feelings. I won't bother you anymore, but I'd love to connect. Those three emails are the general playbook for starting to find business as a consultant. If you've been laid off and you need help, hit the link in our show notes, send me an email, go to benjshap.com, use that as a playbook. If you, our listeners, reach out and want more advice on how to run a consulting business, we will figure out a way to start sharing the assets that we've cultivated to run my business, Todd, to run yours. Times are difficult right now. From one to, you know, hopefully the many people that are going to listen to this podcast, I think for us to all get through this collectively together, it's important to think about the people first. This is a global health crisis. Obviously, it is impacting business, but the business is secondary to people's lives and people's livelihoods in some cases are at stake. And if there's anything that we can do to help train people in marketing, to help guide you into how to run a consulting business, to help teach you additional skills, or if anything else, just serve as a distraction from some of the harsh realities that are happening in the world, reach out to us, send us an email, podcast at benjshap.com is our company's inbox. There's links in our show notes. We love you. You're the lifeline of our podcast. You listeners, you are sponsors, you the people that are working on this team. Todd, you, my buddy, my circle of germs. Let's all get through this together, everybody. Coronavirus is a terrible thing, but us together are going to learn some hard lessons. And to see the rainbow, you got to get through a little rain. We're going to do this together. I will get off my soapbox, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If there's anything I can do or we can do here to help you get through this time, hit us up, find us somehow, and we'd love to help. And that wraps up Crisis Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this weekly series. I hope you enjoyed hearing from me and Todd. Todd, any last words before we let everybody go? Only together. We'll get through this. 
We're having our kumbaya moment here, everyone. So we'd love to continue the conversation with you. There's links in our show notes where you can find our social handles, all that fun stuff. The one link in our show notes that I want to tell you about is if you want notes, if you want assets that we mentioned, go to martechpod.com. It's got all of our contact information, our newsletter, all the happy stuff that we have on our show that's going to be useful for you to manage this transition. You can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handles are martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D. My personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And hey, look, if you haven't subscribed yet and you want marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed on a daily basis, Hopefully we can provide you with a healthy distraction from everything that's happening in the world. Hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. We'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. That's it for today. Until next time, normally I say my advice is to focus on keeping your customers happy. Everybody, keep your head up, keep your hands clean. We'll get through this together. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.